we're recording. I think that'll help. Uh, true. Like right now, I think I'm <clears throat> doing pretty okay. Um, yeah. So, okay. I'm basically ready to start when you are. I'm ready to start when you are also. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh yeah, I need notes for this. I don't know. Ugh. This is the... We'll talk about this. Yeah. Save it for the show. We'll save it. Yeah. We've got to produce gold here. We've got to to produce gold. We've got to spin this shit into gold. We are in the gold mine here because we're fucking golden babies. Is that going to be like our new, like, you know how like um, they have the food babies on the Try Guys? (laughs) I've the only my only encounter with the Try Guys is... I listened to part of the first time they did D&D on one shot. <laughs> and I don't think I finished the episode and I probably should, but it's 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 a little hard to vibe with when like you're used to good quality role playing and it's three people who've never played before. Yeah. And Ned. But I think like Eugene picked up on it really quickly and really readily <laughs> and like I feel like james was definitely vibing with eugene with the whole like playing the you know red lipstick femme fatale yeah for sure like it seemed good i just i was listening to it like on my way to to my parents house or something like that and then forgot to listen mm-hmm. to it on the way back and then it i always forget to listen to one shot i don't know why yeah i'm sorry I, I've like- i'm sorry james if you're listening i love your podcasts <laughs> I'm pretty sure we're not including this. <laughs> yeah, well. But if we do, because Emma's a, Emma's a bitch like that. Um, <laughs> hi, James. We love your podcasts, and we'd love to have you guests on Unsound Theories sometime. Hey, listeners. It's me, Kat. I'm editing this episode, and it's my call to leave this part in for patrons. Looks like I was the bitch all along. Either way, enjoy. Exactly. Come join us. Wink. Or have us on one shot. <laughs> I did design a very silly game about frog communists. Yeah, it's perfect. I think it could be a pretty good one shot network show. Oh, like, I feel yeah. like we could put together like a an episode of one shot from frog communism game. Fro- Frogunism. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> i i just i'm very proud of the pun the tad proletariat revolution oh my god it's so good we should start our fucking show we so should we stop. but i want to talk about my frog game more we can talk, because yeah. because bourgeoisie is the single <laughs> greatest pun i have ever come up with <laughs> yeah that's very good Okay, let's start this fucking show. Okay. Hello and welcome to Unsound Theories. I'm Kat. I'm Kira. And we watch movies with no sound and no subtitles and try to figure out what the hell is going on. Spoiler, we don't. So we lived up to the we don't part we do not, in we, the intro well, in this episode, I think. I, uh, I feel bad, <laughs> but I don't I don't know if I need to feel bad. I don't I don't know. There's so much like just OK, so like we should probably clarify. We watched the movie uh, The Man of No Importance, which Why'd they make a movie about him then? Checkmate, atheists. <laughs> it's an apt title. <laughs> um, uh, the only thing of note that like I have like actually important in my notes in the beginning of this movie is, oh, hey, Michael Gambon, Dumbledore is in this. <laughs> um, but Dumbledore too. I didn't recognize him as Dumbledore. First of all, it takes place in Dublin in 1963. Did you look that up or? No, it was uh, like it ha- it showed that on screen. It was like oh. Dublin, 1963. I wasn't paying attention. 
<laughs> That's okay. Um, for the first bit of this movie, I was convinced that our main character, who I named almost William Shatner. I, I named him Roger because I wanted to call him Raj throughout the movie. <laughs> Raj. I like Raj. So Raj is fully horny for the ocean. I think he's got like a little bit of because like he's got a flower in his shirt and he throws the flower into the water. And I think he's got like, I mean, it's it becomes evident and he does like a little kissy thing. Yes, it becomes evident that he has like this weird like Ophelia thing going on. If you've read he's or seen Hamlet, he's I mean, he's he's horny for the sea. He wants to get his dick brined. <laughs> I wasn't ex- I was not expecting that. So I, I just want to like add a little note because in you mentioned that it flashed on the screen Dublin 1963 or whatever. Yes. So I was, I was like, okay, so I guess this movie set in Ireland, but I'm also hilariously bad at location reads. Well, apparently you're very good at location reads because it is set in Dublin in the year 1963, which to its credit, not 1957. Yes. It's still slightly, slightly better than the giant claw slightly better um i there were a lot of um should we i don't know if i can even like go point by point through this story i i mean like okay there's no point in going point by point through this story because the actual plot development happens in like four easy steps okay so he is a like ticket man on a bus it's a a fair inspector or whatever on a public transit system yes and we first see him i think telling a story to the people riding the bus i thought he was singing is he singing i i assumed he was telling a story about how super bad he wants to go fuck the ocean see i was thinking that it was that he's like uh he's a novelty of dublin he's the singing busman that would make some sense and yes. that's why everyone was like lined up for his bus i did sort of catch on that maybe there was a musical theme to this maybe possibly um, so yeah, let's, let's take a second. Emma. Emma. Why? <laughs> Why? Presumably she's seen this with sound, right? But why? <laughs> this movie hurt so much. <laughs> I'm in so much pain. I have, I, it did leave ample room for plot speculation. I'll give it that much. I wonder if there's like a correlation between movies having man in the title and them being really boring and self-indulgent. I don't want to watch more movies with man in the title to find out. That's pretty fair. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So he he's on the bus singing or whatever. And this lady gets on the bus and he is just like fucking stunned by her he's like oh my god i it's the ocean yeah i assumed that she was the human personification of the ocean and it didn't seem like she was super into him so like (laughs) i i i just couldn't stop thinking hey old man she's not gonna suck on your salty hog give it up (laughs) See, like, okay, there's, there's, uh, there's something I need to get off my chest because this is very important before we go any further with this movie. Yes. The actor playing our main character, Raj, looks an uncomfortable amount like my step-grandpa. Is your step-grandpa William Shatner? Because I kept, like, double-taking, like, wait, I don't, I didn't think I saw William Shatner in the opening credits, but he looks and acts 
very much like him. I'm sure my Steph Grandpa would not object to the comparison to William Shatner. Okay. So we'll just, we'll go with that. Good. But yeah, no, I, he's like creeping on this young woman slash... Obvious um, C lesbian. Well, <laughs> well, about that. Um, we definitely find out that she's not a lesbian later on in the movie. Well, we don't know. I mean, okay, she could be a bi lesbian. She could be a pan lesbian. They're also like, that's, that's, that's fine. That's valid. Yeah. But th- there's a, there's a scene in this movie of her getting it in. I, okay, okay. Do you want, do you want me to read my note about that scene? Yes, please. Okay, so this is like way later in the movie, but we're not going to stick to a plot like line because I don't know. Um, but there's a scene where, where Raj goes to her house for, I don't know why reasons I, I think he was he was over directing and like accidentally caused her some trauma okay so he went to apologize yeah, okay yeah so he's like walking up the stairs in her apartment and i wrote oh is this the part where he finds the water slide that leads directly into the ocean or is he gonna walk in on her getting absolutely railed and it was definitely <laughs> the second one <laughs> she was absolutely getting I thought it was going to be by the bus driver but it was someone who's not the bus driver which is disappointing because okay so the bus driver I named Simon bus, okay I, I like was a little disappointed that the dude railing her wasn't Simon yeah um, I like I thought for a little bit that maybe Raj was like trying to hook her up with Simon Cause that would be good winging. He like he literally he, he like fucking full on stops traffic to talk to her. Yeah, and that's oh my god when that happens has my favorite moment in the whole movie. You had to have seen this. What moment was it? He's standing outside the bus talking to I don't remember. Did we name her? I haven't given her a name. We'll call but... her Ariel. Because she's okay. definitely a sea witch, lesbian, mermaid thing. Um, I was fully expecting, like, I, I'm upset that they didn't have a tentacle reveal. <laughs> but anyway, he's he has stopped traffic. Uh, okay, but did it, I guess they didn't have a full tentacle <laughs> reveal, but like there was definitely some dick in there. <laughs> there was some dick in there, but. We didn't get to see any tentacles, and that's disappointing. Um, so he he's like she's like got off the bus, and he got off the bus to like talk to her or try to convince her of something. And <laughs> the camera is like pretty much like close up on their two faces as they talk to each other, and directly in the background, this old woman on the bus in the window just. Staring at them with wide eyes, and I lost my shit watching her. Okay, so in that scene, it looked like to me the entire bus came to like eavesdrop on his conversation. Fuck. They were like, ooh, what's Raj up to? It was so good. Okay, so there's also some other highlights of the movie that we need to talk about because Raj clearly has this boner for the ocean and Ariel. But he's also got a Susan Boyle as wife. <laughs> yes, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't know who I just decided to call Susan Boyle. Wasn't that Brenda Fricker? I don't know. I'm pretty sure that was Brenda Fricker. I I don't know who. That is. She's the one from Home Alone. Oh yeah, so it was. Yeah. <sighs> Um, so she has a Susan Boyle-ishness about her. She does. She is a plain woman and she just sort of sits at home all day from what I can tell and and complains about Roger's cooking. She does not like eating what he makes, which honestly that spaghetti looked nasty as fuck. Oh my god, yeah, no, that it was like spaghetti with like ground meat mushrooms and like basically that's it it 
it was bad. I I was disappointed in his spaghetti making abilities because I make a good yeah, spaghetti and he makes a bad spaghetti. A bad spaghetti. How? How? Excuse me, sir. How do you expect to coral bed down if you can't even cook some fucking spaghetti? <laughs> Okay, but maybe it's because he's cooking land animals that he's bad at it. Mm, that's a good point. I did notice that his wife always wore some color, like blue seafoam greenish color. I'm assuming that's because he is just randy for that seafoam. And he has like through an elaborate and lengthy process of gaslighting convinced her that those are the only colors she looks good in. And she has no idea like why she likes those colors specifically, but it's right. definitely his. Right. And, like he definitely explicitly buys her those things. Yeah. Like, so it'll be like, Oh, I got you a new Christmas gift. Oh good. Another seafoam <laughs> scarf. Oh good. Another seafoam blazer. He wants to be rolling in the deep. Yes. So now there's, there's, there's like a lot going on in this movie for a movie that has not a lot going on in it. There is. Because I'm pretty sure his wife is also cheating on him with the butcher who is their landlord who lives downstairs. Ooh. Also, okay, so I... I'm okay, I'm real bad at faces. I fully did not pick up that that was her and not just a different woman who is the butcher's wife. No, I think that's her. Fuck. <laughs> and, but, like, also, okay, so there was the scene in the fucking butcher shop and like i definitely missed like a solid minute and a half of movie after that scene because i covered my eyes hello listeners as kat just mentioned the upcoming segment contains a moderately graphic description of a butcher's shop if this content makes you uncomfortable you can fast forward to 17 minutes and 50 seconds <laughs> there's some weird shit that happened in that butcher's shop i it was it was gross and uncomfortable and like i know emma didn't do it on purpose but like please no more meat in the movies was, we watch because it makes me viscerally uncomfortable it was bad there's a there's a part where the butcher guy like parts a curtain of sausages oh oh <laughs> 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 And I just had to write a note about how he's parting okay. the meat curtain, just like what Raj <laughs> wants to do with the obvious sea lesbian. <laughs> that was, oh god, mm, that's gross. <laughs> so okay, then Raj tries to put on a a secret musical play thing uh, which like i guess is based on a greek tragedy uh, there was some oscar wilde shit there i don't i really it was it was it was an oscar wilde play i really don't understand what the fuck he was doing um, it's well we're gonna i think i understand what was happening um i think i know what was going on okay before we get your theory your unsound theory um, no, this is a fully sound theory i am like 95 percent sure i fucking nailed okay. this one i have in my notes oh god he's gonna do a musical this is hell <laughs> take it all back because i was like oh this looks like a cute pastoral film i'm, I'm okay with it it's like and then all of a sudden oh no it's a musical with no sound yeah. this is literally hell I take it all back. <laughs> There's a scene where he is like very fussily like doing his hair. And I wrote down a note that said, Christ alive, my dude, no amount of grooming is going to get your tuna fished. <laughs> <laughs> but. Oh my God. And like, but the thing is he like meticulously does his hair. He does like a little like Oscar Wilde impression. <gasps> Maybe it was it Oscar Wilde, and maybe it he was just an Oscar Wilde. Play. Okay, like, there's a, there's a scene where he's holding the book, and it's like blah blah blah, and other Oscar Wilde plays. Okay, so that's I get it. He was doing Oscar Wilde yeah. hair. 
I think I think he's that checks out with the scene at the end of the movie too. I think he's secretly gay. I think so too. Yes. That was okay. the read that I got. I got the read that I got was that he is just like a really sex a, a heterosexual sex repulsed gay man who doesn't realize that he's gay because it's Ireland in the 60s. Yes. Um or he does realize he's gay and he's just like turbo in the closet about it. I think him and the bus because driver it's Ireland might in the 60s. be kind of, you know, together. So he's like, and he is trying. Okay, if that's the case, who's the top? Who's the bottom? I think the bus driver. The bus driver's got to be the top. No, absolutely no? not. The bus driver wants everyone to think he's the top, but he is 100% the bottom because, and I know this for a fact, there is a scene where Raj convinces him to run a man off the road while he's driving a bus full of passengers. Okay, no, you're right. That's the very next scene. And that is a very, very bottomy <laughs> thing to do. It's like, oh, you want me to run this person off the road? <laughs> exactly. Okay, but here's the thing. This is this blows the theory out of the water. He's not trying to fuck the sea witch. Right. Exactly. No, no, no. It's that the bus driver can drive so he can't be a bottom. No. OK, I think that's a fake stereotype be because I can drive. <laughs> so <laughs> that's true. Also, uh, I did learn recently that the prevalence of cars was very important to early queer culture because it meant people could go private places by themselves okay okay to okay. meet up with other queer people so that's fair this really is like, the og gays could drive yeah that's fair that's fair also i genuinely don't know how he got that bus driving job <laughs> he just like sits there with his hat like on a jaunty angle which by the way, is a very dikey look. <laughs> he is the, the twinkiest of twinks. He's gone so far twink that he like circles back around to Butch Lesbian. Oh, it's wonderful. I love him. He's one of the best characters in the movie. It's like, okay, it's a little bit. Um, I'm going to send you a photo of um, of an album cover. I'm going to talk about this album cover briefly because, like, it's important enough that we need to talk about it. We'll find a good image. We'll cut all this bullshit out. Fuck this bullshit. Okay, so I just sent you an album cover for Bruce Springsteen's Darkness on the yes. Edge of Town. And that's one of those cases where the Twinkie goes so far into the, like, femme that it circles back around a yeah. bunch. Bruce Springsteen absolutely looks like a butch lesbian on this cover. Yes, he does. I have a whole other thing. I'm going to do another show about <laughs> this, but I there's I could I could do a whole show about my theory that Bruce Springsteen is a butch lesbian icon. <laughs> I can see that actually. Yeah, it's not for no, this show because this show we have to discuss an old Irish game. And yes, so there's there's a lot of weird vibes in this movie. There's a lot of very weird scenes. Yeah. I like th there's at least two scenes of lawn bowling. Yes, I think that um Raj had to learn various ball-centric sports in order to pull off his illegal musical. <laughs> Explain. I don't know why, but he was definitely trying to pull off like an illegal musical that would have gotten him in lots of trouble with the church mob. Um, right, because it was a homosexual play. Right. Oh. Is it? Is the whole okay, fucking I know we were thing joking coming about together it. now? I know we were joking about it, but the more I think about it, the more, like, this is definitely a play about a, a play, Jesus. This is a, you, nope, take it again. It's a movie about a closet oh, again. I was man. not joking. Like, that's why this movie made me cry. Yeah, no, this, like, got... It got, it got real, real and emotional. Real. <laughs> Which is why I felt bad about all of my... He totally wants to fucking bone down with the ocean. Because, oh boy, he did not. I don't know. He might still want to bone down with Poseidon. Uh, sure. Yeah, definitely. But, like, there's a scene after he walks in on the sea lesbian. Um, 
who I think he might like be trying to befriend her because he thinks she's a lesbian. That's my okay. That's fair. She was really cute, and like she had she had a vibe about her. She had she had gay vibe for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, like very much a a. you know, if I recruit one more, I get a toaster oven sort of vibe. <laughs> yeah. So he <laughs> um, he is very upset after he walks in on her getting railed by not the bus driver. I was going to use the term stupid. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> I mean, it's entirely possible that she just has a trans girlfriend. That's also true. Speaking of which, so like he has this crisis after he sees her stooping. Yes. And he goes to a bar, right? He's drinking at this bar and then he sees the bus driver outside. And then he sees a woman come up and kiss the bus driver and he gets very upset, which is one of the reasons. Because his boyfriend just got kissed by a woman. Yes, exactly. Exactly. A lot of this movie is coming together now, and that explains like the right. That explains a lot about the whole like um, divorce angle that they were going for, and how his wife is unhappy in their marriage and everything because he's a gay man who isn't interested in fucking. Yeah, he is not going to pound town with her. So I have so after this bar scene, he like goes back and locks himself in his room. Yep, and he like gets all made up he like puts on makeup and gets he turns himself into a fancy lad so i have something here in my notes it's like jesus this took a weird turn okay what the fuck is going on now he's just doing makeup and staring at himself in a mirror i thought that was a me thing when i wasn't sure that i was a girl yet (laughs) yes that definitely was a feels moment for sure yeah like i was I wasn't taking it seriously, but at the same time, like, that is a very, like, real and raw moment. Yeah. And, like... And then... I kind of want to take back the negative things I've said about this movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, because... Yeah, because then he, he gets all dolled up. He he goes full fancy He goes lad. full Oscar Wilde. Full Oscar Wilde. Exactly. And he goes to this bar where this like super macho, like Irish, I'm assuming like gang dude hangs out. And I'm fairly sure he like confesses to having a crush on him because the dude like takes him into an alley. And like, so there's like there's this scene earlier in the movie where he's at this bar and like the dude like has a bad attitude toward him already because mm-hmm. he's just like staring at this guy. Mm hmm. Um. And so I'm assuming he, like, has a crush on this young, like, gang boy. And... And then we get to watch a gay bashing. Yeah, unfortunately, because the gang dude, like, pretends like he's into it and, like, takes him out into an alley and, like, pretends like he's gonna kiss him or something. And then him and his gang friends beat the shit out of Raj, which fucking sucks dick and not in the fun way. And not in a good way. Yeah. Ugh. That sucked. It was. And then, oh, God, that was. And then he like wakes up and the police are like talking to him. And then the like police guy is like walking him home and they run into butcher guy and his wife. I'm assuming they were out on a date. date. Now that you pointed that out. Um, Yeah. Yeah. What? Okay. Okay. But it was what if he's fine with that? I mean, I'm I don't doubt that he is, but okay, he's not, though, because the very next scene is like him cooking and like they get into a fight because she doesn't like his cooking still. Yeah. And then I guess this is where he confesses to her. That he's yeah. been gay the whole time. I, yeah, it, and like, it doesn't totally add up, I think. Because it would add up more with sound, I think. Probably, yeah. Because there's also a scene earlier in the movie where, like, him and his wife and the butcher, um, which I named Meat Choppy. Um, <laughs> I did not name him. Uh, are like going to church together and then they're like walking home and meet choppy and uh wifey are like walking right next to each other 
and Raj is like walking behind them. That also explains the scene where he goes to confession and like runs out of the confessional after the priest like yells at him or whatever. Wait. Yeah. The church scene when Raj goes to confession and he like has to book it out of the confessional. He must have he must have come out to a priest, which is like very bad idea. Yeah. Shit. Oh, Fuck. wow. I think we nailed this one. This unfortunately yeah we did sucks because it's not oh no this movie made me cry like this movie i didn't even watch i had no idea what the fuck was actually happening i didn't watch it with sound and it still made me cry like i the the gay bashing part was like like i made a glib comment about it to not like feel emotion about it yeah but like holy shit that was a rough movie yeah it like the last like half hour Ooh. fucking flipped the whole rest of it on its head for me and I lost it. Like I basically stopped taking notes because I was just like, oh, oh no. Oh no, this poor man. No. <laughs> like you could see in my yeah. notes where this whole fucking thing changed because I have like five in a row that are like, wait. Wait, what the fuck? So he's secretly gay? Wait a minute. What? This whole time it was a tragedy? And it just... Like, okay, friends, listeners, lovely people. We have a lot of fun on this show. We do, but we're... But sometimes we feel emotions because holy shit how hard must it have been to be a gay man in the 1960s in ireland of all places in ireland of all places and there's also like this explains the scene in like at the very beginning of him trying to put the play on when um meat choppy is in <laughs> is in like the the cast and he like opens up the book with the uh um with the script and sees mm-hmm. like some dick um and gets like super upset and leaves and then throughout the rest of yeah. the movie he's like talking he's like secretly talking to church councils and shit like that and so he was like he outed him and that's why he evicted him at the end of the movie yeah oh this movie is really sad it is emma this is a comedy podcast emma you're you're not supposed to make us sad like i this movie was legitimately upsetting oh no emma why did you do this to us I also can't tell if I'm legitimate, like if I should be upset, because I don't know if this is, but like, I'm fairly sure this is what the movie is about. I have so many feelings. I, we, we, we kind of, no, I like, we nailed this one. There's no question. There's no question about it. Yeah. We like, like, there's no question. We definitely nailed it. Like there's, we nailed it as hard as sea lesbian was getting nailed in her bed. (laughs) I can't even make jokes. It's a really sad movie. I know. <laughs> I do have a note. And it is a note about the movie. Right after his right after the butcher comes and evicts him, I have a note. Oh, our queen just got told. <laughs> Uh, there is a very satisfying moment where the butcher is like fucking yelling at him on the bus. And he, like, hits the, like, he, like, tells the bus driver to just go. And the bus driver goes and fucking Butcher Dude just falls out the back of the bus on his ass. Oh, yes. Fuck that guy. But don't. Which, like, fuck him. He deserved it. I I still hope he has a sore ass, though. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) god damn fuck this movie might actually be really good that's i'm 
I'm starting to think that it's actually a really good movie. Yeah. And like, we just need to watch it again with sound. Yeah. And then cry it even more. It is just like, this is... <sighs> so I... I don't know. <laughs> so the last scene in the movie is um, his bus driver friend, Simon, shows up at the theater where he's sitting reading Oscar Wilde and like shows up in a blonde wig and starts like going up on stage and like acting. Yeah. And he takes off the wig and they have like a really tender moment where he has Simon read for one of the parts in the Oscar Wilde story. Yeah. And like, it's actually very sweet. It is very sweet. I think that Simon apologized for the kissing a girl thing. I think it was, I think it was a situation where he talked about how like, you know, there's a lot of pressure to be straight in Ireland in the 60s. Exactly. I think they had a really nice talk about that. It was it definitely a sweet little moment. And then my last note just to end the movie so we can go on to the mid-roll. There was definitely a scene where there was a priest blessing motorcycles. Yes, that one was weird. I don't know why. <laughs> that just. But it does. It does fit in. With Simon's whole, like, Leatherman aesthetic. Yeah. He was just missing the handlebar mustache. <laughs> yes. <sighs> so my last note of all my notes, this guy had a very shitty life, TBH. Yeah. Do we want to cut to the mid-roll? Oh, one other note. Okay. There were two of the regular bus passengers that were also in the play. Two dudes with matching glasses. Mm-hmm. Definitely a couple. Were they a couple or were they twins? Maybe both. We can find out when we look at the cast list. Yes. <laughs> so, um... Mid-roll, mid-roll time. time. It's the mid-roll. It's time for the mid-roll. The slightly somber and sad mid-roll. I don't have the heart to do any dumbass ads. I'm just sad. No, we... Oh, yeah. Um, I think it's probably a good time then for us to maybe just talk about stuff we're doing. Yeah. Good day, listeners. Or night, if that's when you're listening. We've made it to the mid-roll after this tough journey through 1960s Ireland. I want to make a note that my choice for this film was based on the script and score of the stage musical, which is considerably lighter in tone and delivery than the film. Cat, Kira, I'm so sorry that I made you two cry. Our So Says Media crew has been a bunch of busy bees the last few weeks. Our lovely cat has created a couple of one-page RPGs that she's released over at catcelestnia.itch.io. You can check them out using the link in the description. I'll let Kat and Kira tell you about those now. It is called Leap Day, the Tad Proletariat Frevolution, and then Frevolution is Frog Revolution. <laughs> so it's a one-page RPG in the style of Grant Howitt's games like Crash Pandas and Honey Heist. And I'm assuming like... Oh, fuck, it's Dracula. All of those Grant Howard one-page RPGs that are amazing. Oh, shit, Bigfoot stole my car with my friend's birthday present inside. (laughs) This one's in that same style, um, but it's about communist frogs and overthrowing the tyrannical rule of the bourgeoisie, which are the bird bourgeoisie. (laughs) You're part of a team of frevolutionaries frog revolutionaries and the tyrannical rule of the bourgeoisie has gone on for too long too long have they exploited the work of the tad proletariat in your pond the time has come for revolution you have nothing to lose but your chains you have the pond to win amphibians of the pond unite you are armed with your cunning your sliminess and your mad hops and your unwavering faith in the idea from each according toad their abilities, ribbit abilities, to each according toad their needs. <laughs> I love it so much.
much. So I also published another game last week because I had a very weird week of writing games very quickly. As you do. Um, This one is a uh, game that I made for a game jam called the Fraudulent Gaze Game Jam, which actually ended on February 14th. It is a game jam in protest of people talking about how certain queer people don't count as queer and are just doing it for clout or whatever in the TTRPG community. So we made a bunch of games about just gay stuff because there's no wrong way to be gay. As this movie taught us. Which I think is applicable for this movie. Yes. So you can find all of that at catsilesnia.itch.io. Do it. I beg of you. I am the source barrow in That was totally not a secret message, listeners. I advise you to not figure it out. Alright, let's get back to the unsound theories. Um, I guess we do the Wikipedia rundown? Yeah. Yeah, tell me what this movie was about. Okay. Tell me what this extremely depressing movie This is a very short Wikipedia page. Okay. Like a very short Wikipedia page. A Man of No Importance, parentheses, film. It's a 1994 comedy drama starring Albert Finney. The plot summary. Alfred Byrne is a closeted homosexual bus driver in 1963 Dublin. His sister tries to find him a suitable woman, but his real passion is putting on an amateur theater production of Oscar Wilde's plays. The film deals with his struggle, temptation, and friendships, and how they're affected by his homosexuality. So it's not his wife. It's his sister. His sister. Okay. Other than that, we kind of fucking nailed it. Uh, yeah, we did. Shit, we are so good at this. I love it. We're becoming professionals. Uh, I think maybe one or two more episodes and we will be legally required to register as superheroes. Wait, did they pass the Superhero Registration Act? Uh, I mean, I guess it depends on which alternate timeline we are living in. That's fair. What what earth are we on? Fuck if I know. The wrong one? The bad one? Which one is the it? Ba- the bad, the very bad earth that sucks so bad. 616 is the like main continuity for the comics. Um, this, this is entirely unimportant. Um, the movie, let's, let's, let's go back to the movie Wikipedia page instead of me looking up Earth 616. The movie does not have any nominations for any awards or anything like that. Um, I want to see like what the budget was versus what the... Um, so we'll hop over to IMDb and see if it made back its budget. I hope so. Fuck, this movie was good. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. I have to pay for that. No, thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, I would have to pay for that. Um, it did gross cumulative worldwide under a million dollars, though. That's unfortunate. Um, that said, it was adapted into a musical in the early 2000s, where it was performed briefly at Lincoln Center as part of their theater 2002-2003 season. I think from there, it went on to Toronto in 2008, uh, London in 2009, and then a revival in the Salisbury Playhouse in the UK, (laughs) uh, featuring a cast of actor-musicians during 2013 blah 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 i mean if it helps we don't have movie nominations but we do have uh musical nominations huh we have kira nominations this movie is sad in a way i think it's also kind of an important movie though like i don't know i looking back on it now this one's the one thus far that I'm going to rewatch with sound on. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because like, fuck, like, God, I like, I can't even do a words. I, I know it was like, okay. If, if we can't do words, maybe it's time for Amazon reviews. It's time for Amazon reviews. And there's, here's one by, the great Liam Core. 
for some reason only gives it four stars. Liam Core is my favorite kind of music. <laughs> uh, Liam Core. <laughs> it's got a lot of gents. <laughs> only he only gives this movie four stars, which I feel is a mistake. Maybe he watched it. Um, maybe he's Irish. Maybe he's Catholic. Um, but his review just reads grand and yeah fuck um so we've got one offensive review at the two-star level oh yeah yeah yes but it's not homophobic okay so we're okay um amazon customer says two stars try hard on this one british isle accents are so thick subtitles are needed couldn't get past the first 20 minutes which like he would you know realize if he got past the first 20 minutes that this movie takes place in ireland yeah so the accents are irish and not a british isles accent motherfucker fuck off buddy you suck so bad maybe learn to hear with whatever no that's bad yeah no here the people people who are hearing impaired or deaf are entirely valid and like, well, just like we should probably start we should start doing transcriptions at some should. point as weird as that's gonna be like because the the hearing impaired community is we like do say some fucking words don't we <laughs> i know it's gonna be a pretty solid like I feel like we say some really weird shit. We do do that. So it's gonna make for a, at least a slightly entertaining read. Yeah, I. Yeah, we should. We we should do it because that would be very good. We should, and like, also, there's like a lot of merit to accommodating people with hearing problems and deaf people in general. I'm like. Yeah, especially on this podcast of all podcasts. (laughs) Of all things. Like, literally. Like, okay, so what do we have any other reviews? There, there's nothing, there's no funny reviews. No, like, all of them are like genuinely sweet reviews. It's a very good movie, and you should watch this one. You should. Like, we don't normally recommend these movies, but like. This one was, as Connie Bailey said in her review of Five Stars titled Well Worth a Look, charming, poignant, and ultimately uplifting. If you like these things in a movie with top drawer acting, give this one a try. Yeah. And like, it's just very good is the thing. It's just a really fucking, like, (laughs) shit. This movie wrecked, like, completely destroyed me. I can tell. <laughs> um, I guess this one's gonna be a short episode. Yeah, a short and maybe less less jokey than usual. Sad. I'm so sorry if you were expecting to like die of laugh. Like I'm sure it usually happens with our dumb little podcast. We laugh a lot. We have a lot of fun. We have a lot of fun, but some movies are actually like super depressing. <laughs> and Emma did this to us. Emma did this knowing full well that she was recommending a movie that has a gay bashing to two gay women. Ha- I Like, has she seen it? She herself also being... Okay, but like, I, I have to assume so. And like, I wonder if she thought that we wouldn't figure out what it's actually about. I, I don't know, maybe? Emma, we're too good. Where we are too good at this emma there's no movie you can give us that we won't fucking line by line nail the plot at this point we're too good at this i mean sometimes we we get the plot even better like, than the director did like with the, in the case of the, the man, man from, from earth. earth and ad astra <laughs> hashtag release the neck drug cut <laughs> oh the neck drug cut okay um yeah I really don't know what else to say about this movie. There's nothing. It's watch this fucking movie, everyone. Like, I have to assume Emma, like as a kid, had to have seen the like production in Toronto. Yeah, that's possible. She's a musical nerd. Wow, what a nerd. Yeah. Thanks for listening. We sure didn't. We sure didn't.
But we wish we did, because this is a really fucking good movie and you should watch it. Fuck. Right. God. Okay, I'm going to watch this before I go to bed. And then like, okay, everyone, if you don't watch this movie, I'm going to be disappointed. Like, I will be more disappointed if you don't watch this movie than if you don't subscribe to our patreon that that's very true especially because there's like free ways to watch this movie um but we should probably also talk about the patreon yes real quick um if you do support the patreon you'll get each episode a little bit early you'll get bonus content you'll get the stuff that gets edited out of the final release yeah. so you get all of our weird banter you or get, most of it anyway you get a special cut of the episode that's longer and rowdier and, and raunchier staunchier and howdier howdy y'all and chowdier listen if you're gonna subscribe to our patreon <laughs> you're gonna find a lot of howdy quantity of howdy not guaranteed but a lot of howdy quantity of howdy again not guaranteed <laughs> <laughs> Um, and also, if you don't mind yes. reviewing us on iTunes, Stitcher, um, iTunes isn't a thing anymore. I keep saying it. I'm so used to the like pitch from every podcast I've ever listened to for the last 10 years. Yeah. Um, Apple Podcasts. If you review us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, whatever podcatcher that you currently use, yeah, it would mean a lot to us and it would help us really like kind of get to reach more people if this movie made you cry you have to review our show that's a fair i'm gonna have to find my apple account and write a review of our show then yeah and if your podcatcher doesn't support reviews what are they doing they can tweet about the show and tag us at unsound theories yes do that tell a friend and like if you can't support the patreon because frankly it's a shit economy and millennials have no money yes Especially the gays. Especially the gays. Tell a friend. Yeah, TAF. That's like an acronym. Tell, tell a f- tell a fucking friend. <laughs> tell a tell a fucking friend. Tell a friend that you aren't fucking. Either one or both or both. <laughs> Multiples, combinations thereof. Enemies that you're fucking. Ocean lesbian witches that you happen to know who ride your bus. Flushed red re- relationships. Um. Pale red relationships, flushed black relationships, pale black relationships. Tell your kiss me, sis. Old hats. That was the part where I just revealed to everyone who listens to the show that I'm a homestuck. Yeah, I did not get that. I still don't know what homestuck is. I'm old. Um, it's okay. It's just the thing that made being a juggalo slightly less weird. <laughs> not gonna explain it uh thanks for listening we sure didn't (laughs) fuck unsound theories is a production of so says media you can follow us on twitter at unsound theories as well as at so says media you can also check out our patreon at patreon.com slash so says media we also have a youtube channel subscribe to us on youtube for more queer comedy All music used on this episode was created by Sounds Like an Earful. Until next time, thanks for listening.